Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a brand spanking new edition of The Sea Report. We are live to you uh, tonight, guys, at this uh, 7 p.m. Central Time hour. I hope everyone is doing well out there. We are back with another episode of The Sea Report, just as we promised. If any of you guys out there were hanging out with us this afternoon or this morning, depending on what side of the, uh, you know, timeline you woke up on today, um, well, it may well have been morning time, but uh, yeah, here we are again, ladies and gentlemen, to bring to you guys another great episode, another great report of some uh, news that is useful. And, you know, just a little bit of conversation around what it is that we are discovering. I hope everyone is doing well on this uh, Wednesday evening. Wednesday evening finds us at what? Sandwich day, ladies and gentlemen, between uh, Thursday and Tuesday, between Monday and Friday is a day that's so smushed together. We call it sandwich day. Here at the Sea Report, only because we like sandwiches. But uh, that's neither here nor there, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, quite the news group of stories for you guys tonight. I hope you all are doing great out there. Uh, before we get underway, because uh, we'll we'll be we we will be doing quite a bit of stories tonight. Uh, we do have uh, let's see our stories for tonight. And uh, again, this is uh, the Sea Report coming to you live on this December 8th, 2021, Wednesday evening. Okay, uh, we are coming to you live. I am your host, Mr. C. The stories for tonight, we have uh, coming to you from Breitbart, Citizen Free Press, National Review, American Faith, Oppressed News, Newsweek, The Associated Press, New York Post, Reuters, Fox News, The Guardian, U.S. News, The U.S. Sun, The Epoch Times. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a full show for you guys tonight. So sit back, and I do hope you enjoy tonight's presentation. Um, just real quick, because, uh, you know, we do have to do a little bit of housekeeping. Now, now, far be it when we have an entire episode where I can do housekeeping this afternoon, I, we had like about an hour, uh, but I was so bad at navigating that little housekeeping script thing that I was doing uh, that I took like 30 minutes just talking about housekeeping items. Let's do this quick then, right? If you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy the live stream, make sure you check out both. Now, if you are with us live and we do have quite a few people hanging out with us at the moment... We are coming to you guys across multiple streams. Those include uh, the foxhole.appill.net, clouthub, twitch.tv, trovo, dlive, and uh, I think that's it. Right? We're looking for more holes to plug into, you know what I mean? Here at the Sea Report, we could, we could use at least two more holes to plug into, I think. But, uh... Either way, ladies and gentlemen, all holes aside, you know, uh, check out the podcast if you uh, can't catch a replay 
on the screen with your eyes, maybe your ears can, go to uh, anchor.fm slash the C report. If you are a podcast listener, and I know you're out there, head on over to thecreport.com and you can find a live streaming platform to catch our show, The Sea Report Live, and also uh, the other shows that we broadcast on this station. Either way, you can take The Sea Report with you wherever you want for free. A quick subscription over at anchor.fm slash the C report or on any of the podcasting platforms that uh, they distribute distribute the C report to, you can catch it live. You can even give us your support, become a supporter of the C report over at anchor.fm for 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, $9.99 a month. Every bit counts and every bit helps. With much, uh, much appreciation and gratitude given. Do that today and support future episodes of The Sea Report. It is, a, it is a tandem job, you know, running the broadcast and running the live stream, you know, at the same time. That is what we do, ladies and gentlemen, this one-man band. So, um, podcast doing good. Go check it out when you get a chance, ladies and gentlemen. Subscribe for free if you're on the podcast. Go check out the live streams. See what kind of a kooky character is behind that voice. And what kind of shenanigans is he getting into when he is delivering this report to the, uh, to the uh, oodles of, <laughs> oodles of uh, audience live stream members out there. Who are watching us as we work. Good evening, friends. Let me just jump in real quick to the chat room. Rail Anon, good evening. The Joyful Lily, we're back at it. Good evening. I told you I'd be back. Joyful Lily. Yav Apai Michael. Good to see you, sir. And uh, thank you for gifting the can, Yav Apai Michael. Uh, glad to have you in the audience as well. I'll be in touch with you shortly, sir. Uh, Tombstone is in the house, 123SKG, good evening, thank you for gifting the can, 123, and, uh, welcome back, Rail Anon, thank you for the 117 gold pills, and Tam Goral, good evening, my friend, and welcome into the show. Good to have a nice, strong audience, such as those in the house tonight. Great spirits, all present, I would say. All right, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, okay, so where does that leave us now, ladies and gentlemen? We, uh, okay, got through our uh, little uh, our little spiel about the uh, podcast. Go support it, guys. Awesomeness. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Gold Pill Donations, thank you so much. Uh, we do uh, appreciate the support that comes in for the show on all platforms. But uh, for tonight's show, guys, because as I mentioned earlier this afternoon when we did our uh, our afternoon, we did an afternoon show today for some of you who may not be aware. Uh, we had quite interesting discussions about, uh, you know, Wisconsin, what's going on over there with election uh, fraud and election integrity efforts. Uh, we talked about Michael Gableman. OK, 
we talked about uh oh we talked about a few things we talked about uh we <laughs> we talked about the governor of New Mexico incidentally I do have a follow up for that tonight guys in case you were curious about it uh but tonight ladies and gentlemen yes you know because with the whole Wisconsin thing there's so much going on in Wisconsin right now quite frank to be quite frank there's so much stuff going on in Wisconsin right now it's quite crazy um they have some type of voter roll hearing going on right now or it was at least within the last uh, few hours uh, where they were going through, the, and you know, there was Representative Branchin once again. You had a uh, no nothing, mean nothing, is nobody lawyer organization uh, do some sort of uh, forensic audit, a report that found no fraud, of course. Uh, that report was really not that important. Um, I really doubt that Michael Gableman will use that fraud it because that's what that was, uh, coming out of Wisconsin. Brand new report finds zero fraud in Wisconsin. That, eh, eh, I'd be as worried about that as, I don't know. The uh, Harry Hursty, Wyndham, New Hampshire fraud. It. It's about the same piece of crap. I mean, that's basically what it is. I don't think that uh, Michael Gableman, as hot and heavy as he is for election integrity in the state of Wisconsin, is going to pay one iota of attention to that report. Thank God. Uh, and and if you look at the people who put that report together, really okay. We're talking uh, Democrat and progressive lawyer-based type of people. Yeah, of course they're not going to find any fraud. And they were all rhinos to boot. Uh, So no one, yeah, we don't, yeah, whatever to that report. Um, uh, My blood pressure did not raise over it. I could tell you that for a fact. But this whole uh, voter roll thing. So there's a lot of stuff going on in Wisconsin. Is, is there a perfect storm of some sort building around Secretary of State Lafoyette? They're going to be like, it's not Lafoyette, Mr. C. What do you think he is? French? It's LaFollette. <laughs> that would be funny, but uh, probably not the case, to be quite honest. It's Lafoyette. It's not French. It's Spanish. Okay, so... Well, I don't know, guys. Wisconsin, that is one to keep on the radars. But uh, we talked about them this afternoon, so we're not going to talk about them anymore tonight. We are going to talk Ghislaine, 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 Ghislaine. Because, like I said, we have about uh, five more weeks of this. Four and a half weeks of this now. We didn't talk about Ghislaine, Ghislaine, Ghislaine yesterday. And, uh, well, we're going to talk about her today. Uh, so she's in the works. She's in the, she's in the stew. You ready to get your stew on tonight, ladies and gentlemen? Ghislaine is in the stew. Juicy Smoulier is in the stew. The, uh, PlayStation pedophile 
the PlayStation CEO pedophile. He is in the stew tonight. You ready to get, a, get, ready to get your stew on? That's what I am talking about, ladies and gentlemen, for tonight. Uh, and I think that'll do good. So, yeah, I hope you're ready for it. We got a Trump statement. We have a Trump statement that we were going to share with you uh, earlier today and or the day before. But, uh, you know, we just got so caught up with um, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham and her her little love affair with Maggie Toulouse Oliver over there in New Mexico. Uh, we got so caught up with that. Uh, we got so caught up with Michael Gableman. These strange anomalies of stories that come out of nowhere to uh, to season the landscape of otherwise bland and redundant uh, headlines and news stories. And here we go. Here you go. Here's one Michael Gableman. Here you go. Here's one Michelle Lujan Grisham. Speaking of Michelle Lujan Grisham. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, earlier today when we were talking about uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, she again being the governor of New Mexico, okay, I kept on saying, I kept on saying, um, well, uh, this is a man, okay? I kept on saying, this is a man. And and people were like, Mr. C, don't be so mean. Why would you say Michelle Lujan Grisham is a man? Okay. So I was like, well, I didn't bring the photos. I didn't bring, you know, the uh, receipts. Well, well, just before we get too serious. Oh, my goodness. We're already getting serious. Okay, hold on. Y'all gonna be, what are you talking about, Mr. C? We're getting serious. We woke up in another universe today. Let's get through Michelle Lujan Grisham, and then we'll talk about my uh, other other universe day today. We woke up in another timeline, ladies and gentlemen. We woke up in another timeline. Now, you guys might remember this face if you were here this afternoon. We were talking about Michelle Lujan Grisham this morning. Who is this woman? Who's that man? Who's that man? Who is that man? Michelle Lujan. Okay, do we need to... Uh, we'll, we'll expand it so this way you can get... This is the governor of New Mexico. Okay. This is just a photo retrospective of Michelle Lujan Grisham. Okay. This is just a photo retrospective. I will allow you to do whatever you want with your imagination and or your own personal opinion. But you here you have Michelle Lujan Grisham. Okay, I mean I I mean I think already man. Okay. <laughs> you do not pass. Can do you see now why Maggie Toulouse Oliver spends so much time with Michael Lujan Grisham? <laughs> It does not pass, ladies and gentlemen. It does not pass. But uh, there, there is your Michael Lujan Grisham. Maggie Toulouse spends so much time with Michael Grisham. 
governor of New Mexico. <laughs> I mean, come on! She looks like a drag queen, okay? <laughs> Look at those broad shoulders. Look at that sweeping throat. And she has... She has the same throat as Kamala Harris. Did you guys notice that? And we all know that we... Uh, Kamala Harris is very, very, very questionable when it comes to what specific gender it might be. Her. <laughs> this one does no justice. How about this one? <laughs> Michael Lujan Grisham, governor of New Mexico. I don't think that's a lot of sun, y'all. Do y'all think that's a lot of sun? Do you think that's what that is all about? I don't think that's a lot of sun, guys. I don't think there is... A, in today's industry, with as much money as these governors make, I doubt there is any climate that is too dry for that makeup job, ladies and gentlemen, okay? <laughs> there is no climate too dry for that makeup job, okay? Okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> Woof! Oh my god, Maggie, is this your dude? Michael Lujan? Michael Lujan! <laughs> okay, uh, some people who, like, actually look into this... This uh, strange man-woman uh, thing that the uh, Illuminati and all those bastards do. They say that on a man, they'll do surgery and they'll, like cut the squareness out of the jaw and you can see the scar and this would basically be it they cut the squareness out of the jaw to demasculinate it make it round so you just cut that square you like cut a groove into it right here and then of course you got the uh you got the uh i don't know what is this like uh where they pull your face back facelift yeah I don't know about what you guys think, but I think that Thar is a man, ladies and gentlemen. That's our little, uh, do we have another one? <laughs> we have one more, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and bring it forward. Wait, 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 not you. Oh, we're going to move this over here. You come over here. Okay. There we go. Aha ha 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 ha. Aha. Yeah, so there you go, guys. That's basically it. That is basically it. There's your photo retrospect. So if you guys were wondering why I was calling her a man this afternoon, that is why. Okay, I brought my receipts this time. So you could all see what I was seeing. You could all experience what I was experiencing. And there you are, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thanks for popping in again, guys. Uh, as we get things going along on this Wednesday evening. 
stopped on in and said hello to a few friends out there. Tam Goral, we said hello to uh, Tam Goral. Hello, Angel. Uh, and thank you for gifting the shades, Tam Goral says. Uh, My mom will pass away in a few hours or days. Pray for her tonight before bed. I, I am so sorry to hear that, Tam Goral. Most definitely, uh, her thoughts, or I should say my thoughts, will be on uh, your mom and also you and your family as well, sweetie. Uh, my condolences and uh, we pray for a uh, peaceful passing for your mother. Absolutely. Prayers for you. And uh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind my saying, but also uh, for Pilled by the Rabbit. Um, if you guys have... Any room in your prayers tonight, Tam Growl and Pilled by the Rabbit, please be there for them in this hour of need and uh, solace, ladies and gentlemen, taking comfort in that quiet time of, uh, you know, repair and uh, retrospect. Uh, Many wishes to you and your mom, Tam Growl. Uh, all right. We also have uh, Gino Reven. What up, Mr. C? What up, Gino? How you doing? Hope you guys have been over. You guys have been well over there at your channel, sir. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> we have a little bit of banter going on here about uh, the manliness of this uh, governor. This governess of New Mexico. And Sean Joe, good evening, sir. <laughs> Joyful Lily sings, Do you see what I see? That reminds me of the movie Gremlins. You guys remember the movie Gremlins, obviously. Do you see what I see? Mr. C saying off key. It's all right, guys. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. We appreciate you much, sir. Let's get rolling with the rest of this report tonight, guys. We only got so many stories for you. Now, here's one that, you know, I'd actually intended to rather open up with. You know, when we're talking about all of these um, distractions. Like, what is it that we are... Literally, we have huge stories that are breaking, like... Man with gun outside the United Nations building. I mean, come on, really? We have a story like that. We have a uh, Juicy Soulier goes on a drunken masturbating binge with Olambimbo Asundero. And gets jerked off by Don Lemon. You know? Okay. <laughs> what kind of new cycle are we experiencing right now? You know, like, what is up with that? Shooting, 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 mass shooting attack on guns. Well, certainly you think they're probably uh, trying to distract us from something. Could it be the election uh, integrity hearings and uh, lawsuits and cases? Or could it be... The Ghislaine Maxwell trial. What is it, ladies and gentlemen? What could it be? Uh, so here's another one of those headlines I think would be rather huge. 
uh, if it were used any other time, okay, when when they were not already crowding the headlines with stories like kid shoots high school, privileged man attempts suicide in front of United Nations building, Juicy Smoulier, uh, you know, has hot crack pipe night with Don Lemon. Like, if we didn't have headlines that sensational right now, this story would probably merit a little bit more of attention. Uh, this would have to do with the Scott Peterson and Lacey Peterson trial. So I woke up and I was like, what timeline am I in now? This man went from guilty as sin to innocent as an angel to back to guilty as sin. In case any of you guys missed that, let's take a gander at the brand new world we're in today, guys. This story, yeah, I don't really hear much about because after all, we have got to bury Ghislaine Maxwell as much as possible. You know where the deep state and also the elites were not able to bury Ghislaine Maxwell? The mainstream, lamestream, fake news, legacy media. They have done quite the job of it. Aha! Uh-huh. That's right. All of the uh, CEOs, the financiers, the politicians, the celebrities couldn't bury Ghislaine Maxwell as well as the mainstream, lamestream, fake news, legacy media. You heard that joke here first at the Sea Report. <laughs> Let's take a look at Scott Peterson. Resentenced to life. Oh, resentenced. Okay. Resentenced. Scott Peterson. Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell. He's like, ugh. They told me I ha- I was at their bidding whenever they needed me. If I if they need me to go back to jail. Oh, it's just like Bill Cosby all over again. Scott Peterson, the California man who killed his wife Lacey and the couple's unborn child two decades ago, was resentenced to life in prison Wednesday. Lacey Peterson disappeared in 2002. We all know the story. We'll skip ahead. Peterson was convicted and sentenced to die for the killing, but the California Supreme Court overturned the death sentence due to an error made by the original judge, Scott Peterson, in court in San Mateo County to receive his new sentence. Scott Peterson's attorney said he had plans to speak during Wednesday's hearing, but Superior Court Judge Anne Christine Masulo didn't allow him. Lacey Peterson's family did, though, including her mother, Sharon Rocha. So Sharon speaks about her uh, daughter's dreams, etc. And, uh, well, prosecutors argued at his original trial that Scott Peterson killed Lacey Peterson and dumped her remains in San Francisco Bay. Scott Peterson was having an affair at the time. Lacey Peterson was eight months pregnant with the couple's son, whom they planned to name Connor when she disappeared. Prosecutors believe Scott Peterson was motivated to kill his wife and child out of concerns for accumulating debts and a desire to be single again. That is how the article closes. It seems here 
This is about the guilty verdict. Spectators react to the guilty verdict against Scott Peterson outside a courthouse. Once he was convicted and then sentenced to death penalty, I think people pretty much said, okay, it's time to move on. But here we are, a retired California Superior Court Judge LaDoris Cordell told KPIX-TV, the California Supreme Court said there was sufficient evidence of his guilt, so they weren't concerned about whether or not there was an issue with the guilty verdict. Their concern was with the sentence. Ow! That's what they're so concerned about. So, okay, so this guy's guilty again. All right, welcome to a whole new world, ladies and gentlemen. It's brand new. Just woke up here today. Enjoying it very much so far. It seems like things are on the up and up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Okay, let's get on to El Primero e uh, El Primero e El um uh uh, uh de, de de something. There is a word for it. I'm sure. Either way, what I'm trying to say, the one and only President Trump statement that we have for today, I will speak American because I am in America after all. Uh -huh, ha, ha, ha. Okay, anyways. All right. Just kidding. Just kidding. Let's go ahead and check out this statement. We left it out earlier today in the interest of time. President Trump did have a whole bunch of in case you missed it moments this afternoon. I'm sure he released uh I'm sure he released a statement or two just before the show. But let's see what he has to say here. I'm watching Republican senators talk about fighting the horrendous build back better bill that the Democrats will push forward, made much easier for them by the 19 Republican senators who voted for the Democrats' in infrastructure plan, which is only 11% infrastructure. And also by McConnell, incredibly giving the Democrats a two-month extension, which allowed them to get their act together. Now the Republicans start fighting a much harder war, and I told them this would happen. It's pathetic. Those 19 Republicans, including the broken old crow, Cocaine Mitch, should not be forgotten for what they have done and the absolutely horrible ramifications this bill will have on the future of our nation. Just like McConnell blew two Senate seats in Georgia and would not fight the rigged presidential election, he gave this one away also. Use the debt ceiling to win and mean it this time. Now, we all know how this plays out, ladies and gentlemen. We all, for crying out loud, this is a statement from yesterday, okay? But, um, I gotta tell you guys, I have got to tell you, uh, uh, the truth aside, uh, we got this uh, cocaine Mitch thing here. We got obvious. I mean, it's so obvious, guys. 
what side of the line these people on. It's so obvious, you know, that these individuals, uh, where they really stand. Why do we have to skirt around the issue anymore? Why do we have to walk on eggshells? These people are clearly against America. They clearly do not have an America agenda at best interest in mind. None of them do. None of them. And and I do like, you know, how he ties Mitch McConnell to Georgia. Because if he had fought, if Mitch McConnell had fought against this rigged election, against the true insurrection that took place on November 3rd, 2020 then uh, they wouldn't have lost the seats in Georgia. And maybe McConnell could have prodded Kemp or someone in Georgia not to certify a fraudulent election. Anyway, so you guys know it as well as I know it. That is the uh, statement from Trump. So we had, you know, those were some fun statements we had that kind of emerged after are a couple of episodes making fun of uh, Stacey Abrams and making uh, fun of, you know, Cuomo, talking about uh, Jody Heiss, talking about, you know, David Perdue, Stacey Abrams, the hoax. So um, when I was throwing this episode together, you know, also, uh, I had Dan Crenshaw in a tab. People would probably be like, why would you have Dan Crenshaw in a tab? Uh, And to that, my thought was, well, clearly I was going to come for him. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly I was going to come for Dan Crenshaw. Uh, This is not a Texas episode per se, but, you know, Dan Crenshaw is so annoying he takes his nuisance to the national stage. So we could do a Dan Crenshaw story today. We were going to come for him. Look at this. Followed by Aurelius Locke. <laughs> hey, Aurelius. What's going on, buddy? You followed Dan Crenshaw. Is that a fact? <laughs> Let's talk about the scuzzy, wuzzy, little buttery little uh flip floppy little treasony little rhino e dan crenshaw <laughs> what is going on I mean, he was here okay he was here in my uh stri- my tabs so apparently this afternoon i considered going for crenshaw so uh well we're gonna now we all know where dan crenshaw stands I think everyone here is savvy enough to know where this man comes from. Uh, this man uh, pretends to be an America-loving patriot. He, uh, I mean, bully to anyone who's like, but that man is a Marine. I don't give a rat's ass if he is a Marine, okay? If he put his life on the line... To defend my ability to say I don't give a rat's ass if you are a Marine, Dan Crenshaw. Well, I thank you, Dan Crenshaw. But if you are actively scheming in some type of uh, treasonous 
America hating and destroying contract Dan Crenshaw. I don't care if you it nullifies your service, sir. I don't care if you wear an eye patch, Cyclops. I don't care if you jumped out of a plane. You know, I have serviced the one-eyed Dan Crenshaw. It is not an easy job, but uh, it can be done. So, you know, and Aurelius Locke makes a good point there in the chat. He says, yep, I keep my eyes on Warhawk Rhinos, which is why we also read or peruse the content of the challengers out there. You know, like when we pull up a CNN article or a Daily Beast article or a Gizmodo article, telegraphing the uh, challenger. Isn't that right, Aurelius Locke? So when we're talking about Dan Crenshaw, okay, uh, this man pulled the wool over the eyes of many and he still continues to. He talks with such lip, ladies and gentlemen. He talks with such lip... Like, he is some sort of perverse expert on any given topic. Considering where he comes from, I, you know, it's, it's understandable why he feels the way he does. Superior, elite, the cream of the crop, Dan Crenshaw. Is that what we're talking about here, sir? We had this whole issue that had come up with the uh, vaccine databases, okay, that we had what? How many, how many Republicans voted to go along with funding that? Was that the one where it was something like 40 Republicans? And then you have this goober, this goomba, this jabroni, Dan Crenshaw coming out. Defending himself and other rhinos. Oh, no, they didn't. That was no vaccine database you've been lied to. Uh, and, and he does it with such a righteous indignation. Like, he can lie and it doesn't matter because uh, no one can tell anyways. Uh, because they're all stupid. I'm from the World Economic Forum. My name's Dan Crenshaw. You're stupid. I'm smart. I have an eye patch. My name's Dan Crenshaw. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. That kind of attitude. So, uh, you know, uh, Tulsi Gabbard does a much better job than he does at... Uh, hiding the shill. Maybe it's a good cop, bad cop thing. Maybe it's a Tulsi Gabbard, Dan Crenshaw on the case. We got Tulsi and Dan, or it's going to be Gabbard and Crenshaw on the beat on the next Tulsi and, uh, wait, uh, G G Gabbard and <laughs> Gabbard and Crenshaw. Two World Economic Forum shills planted into the United States legislature. What will their, uh, what will their uh, transhumanistic uh, adventures reveal today on the next Crenshaw and Gabbard? That is what we're talking about with Crenshaw and Tulsi Gabbard. Guys. Uh, so Dan Crenshaw, kind of like Chip Roy, tries to play the good guy. 
All right. He's a total goober. Okay. Uh, when this man comes out and, and blatantly lies to everyone who's wide awake and watching and they know everything that's going on beyond the shadow. They know about it before Dan Crenshaw could even figure out how he was going to explain his way out of it, Dan Crenshaw. This is the face of a true rhino. It's rhino hunting season. In case you guys didn't notice, our focus has shifted away from the progressives. Our, our focus has shifted away from the Democrats, although we still gladly point out the Democrats and the progressives through their, uh, through their uh, various nonprofit think tank organizations, etc. But the rhinos, ladies and gentlemen, we are having a day of reckoning with rhinos, fake conservatives, fake Republicans, people who say that they are on a certain side of the line, but they are lying and have been lying the entire time. That is what we're talking about right here and now. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Crenshaw is one of those men. He's one of those individuals, okay? He has lied to the people of Texas. He has lied to the people of this nation, Another article, this one's from Citizen Free Press, Dan Crenshaw. Republicans did not vote for vaccine database. Okay, there's, we're not going to watch him. 80 Republicans voted yes to that, guys. A vaccine database. And then, uh, what else? We got, we just got rhinos exposing themselves left and right, guys. Are we taking notes? Are we writing down these names? Are we uh, getting ready to address these individuals? Here's one of the, uh, the the later things that got Crenshaw everyone's uh, he got everyone's panties in a twist. Crenshaw did. It's okay if your panties got in a twist. Crenshaw has that effect on some people. Fortunately, not me. Crenshaw blast GOP Freedom Caucus. We have grifters in our midst, says Crenshaw in the National Review. Representative Dan Crenshaw slammed members of the House Conservative Freedom Caucus during a recent campaign event, accusing them of being grifters and performance artists. Again, where did we hear this, guys? Where did we hear this? We heard this. We heard this with Adam Schiff and the demon clown Joy Reid. Remember? He was like, we got Steve Bannon and other uh, show hosts, performance artists for Trump. Isn't it interesting how that talking point has now appeared from the mouth of Dan Crenshaw? He's using shifty shift talking points. Come on, Dan Crenshaw. Tam Growl says, uh, C, do you have praise report on Crenshaw made by the World Economic Forum? Well, funny you should ask. Tam Growl, yes, we do have some World Economic Forum material coming up in this little... We're going to town on Dan Crenshaw. (laughs) We're going in on Dan Crenshaw like Dan Crenshaw went in on that one little dude from uh, Saturday Night Live in his... uh, in his uh, green room. That's how we're going down on... Wait, wait. That sound, that sound wrong. That sound wrong. I don't... 
even want to think about what that would be like. Let's finish this article, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's see what the rest of this has to say before we get distracted. Lie after lie after lie because they know something uh, psychologically about the conservative heart. We're worried about what people are going to uh, do to us, what they're going to infringe upon us. That's the nature of conservatism. Crenshaw can be heard saying in a video posted on Twitter by lawyer Ron Filipkowski, while we, Dan Crenshaw, trashes Freedom Caucus members Green, Brooks, Gomert, Gosar, and Jordan. Okay. Crenshaw. Seriously, Crenshaw. Don't try my nerves tonight, buddy. Okay. I knew there was a reason why we were going to talk to Crenshaw tonight. Uh, performance artists while defending Kinsinger. Crenshaw, would you, do you wish you had voted to impeach President Trump? Was that your, was that, that, was that the, was that the vote that pulled at the very essence of your being, Dan Crenshaw? But Tulsi was like, no, Crenshaw, you're going to blow your cover. You're going to blow your cover, Crenshaw. Ten is enough. We've got ten Republican senators. That is enough, Crenshaw. Don't do it. Don't do it, Crenshaw. But Adam, Adam Kissinger's my butt buddy. He's my boy. We hang out in my butthole together. (laughs) Come on, Crenshaw. Seriously? He says, it says, Crenshaw directed his rebuke toward everybody in the Freedom Caucus. All of them. He's like, everyone, all of them. I'm Dan Crenshaw. The caucus is led by Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona, though he will be replaced by Representative Scott Perry of Pennsylvania next month. Representatives Mo Brooks of Alabama, Matt Gates of Florida, Lowen Bobert of Colorado, Jim Jordan of Ohio, Louis Gomert of Texas, Paul Gosar of Arizona, and Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia are all members of the caucus, though Greene was not in office during Trump administration. The caucus was created in 2015 by conservatives who were disenchanted with party leadership for compromising with Democrats and then-President Barack Obama. See, they don't say former president. They say then-President. Oh, but when it comes to Trump, former president. Um, Crenshaw said that among two types of lawmakers, performance artists and legislators... Members of the Freedom Caucus fall into the former category because they get all the attention. Oh, is that what the problem is here, Dan Crenshaw? I hope you're enjoying the attention that we're giving you tonight, Dan Crenshaw. How much you want to bet that that uh, that eye works behind that? (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so the Freedom Caucus sounds pretty good, guys. Dan Crenshaw's against it. You know anyone who questions or lies about election integrity or election fraud is probably a bad guy, right? We all know Dan Crenshaw made those same remarks, right? He was like, oh, oh, we all know that uh, Trump lost, right? You remember that, guys? I know you guys remember that. Here's a fun article. 
Uh, I'm not too sure on the, the reputability of American faith, but they had this article, Nine Reasons Representative Dan Crenshaw is a globalist shill, a warning to American patriots. This is from uh, September 2021, so it's not too old. Why don't we go through some of these finer points and see if we can uh, corroborate them within our own personal uh, understandings of Dan Crenshaw. So uh, the article opens, don't fall for it. Crenshaw is compromised, a deep state plant. The Washington Compost says a left, oh, the Washington Compost, a left-leaning news media outlet owned by Amazon's globalist Jeff Bezos calls Trump a fascist and a racist demagogue says that comparing Trump to Hitler belittles Hitler and that it's not wrong to compare Trump's America to the Holocaust. But this week, Washington Post published an article titled What If Republicans Had a Party and Trump Wasn't There? that celebrates Texas Representative Dan Crenshaw and his rise to fame because it signals the possibility of a future Republican Party without Donald Trump. In other words... WAPO sees Crenshaw as an ally in its war against Trumpism. <clears throat> that should say a lot right there in itself. Dan Crenshaw is promoted by leftist media. What if Republicans had a party and Donald Trump wasn't there? Okay, so there's that article. <clears throat> ben, uh, Dan, check this out. Dan Crenshaw's Youth Summit features Ben Shapiro, Megyn Kelly, Tony Robbins, be aware, ladies and gentlemen, people who work with people, the network of these people, Dan Crenshaw, no bueno. Okay, uh, let's see here. In the article, Washington Post never once refers to Crenshaw as a fascist, racist, demagogue, Hitler doppelganger, or any of the sort. On the contrary, Washington Post describes how Crenshaw's adoring fans were trying not to shake when Crenshaw finally appeared striding through the conference ballroom to take photos. Isn't that interesting? Because even international rags who are uh, globalist elitists will absolutely, will absolutely be like they're right wing, they're conspiracy theorists, they're nut jobs, they're uh, they're neo Nazis, they're racists. But Washington Compost won't even say that about Dan Crenshaw. So you know if they're if they're supping at the fountains of Dan Crenshaw, and they know he's uh, working for the uh, deep state, the elitists, the globalists, they ain't gonna say nothing mean about Dan Crenshaw. WAPO celebrates how Crenshaw touts a million Twitter followers. His being described by his fans as an antidote to the squad, the conclave of young liberals pu putatively led by Alexandria Occasional Cortex and as someone who makes pol politics relatable and understandable to a next generation of potential voters. Read how WAPO gushes over Crenshaw though he's a Republican, referring to him as a war hero and a comic book super soldier. But it's not just his Twitter game that gets people excited, writes WAPO. Crenshaw is revered as a war hero, a Navy SEAL, who lost his right eye to an improvised explosive device during his third deployment to Afghanistan, etc. So there you go. Here's reason number two. Dan Crenshaw is financed by BlackRock's portfolio. Let's not forget 
when we're talking about BlackRock, we're talking about uh, we're talking about uh, these uh, huge firms, elitist firms. We're talking about Vanguard, all that stuff. They uh, finance fund him. Check it out. BlackRock is proof globalism exists. It is the biggest investment management company across the globe. BlackRock owns $10 trillion in assets, more than the GDP of every country in the world, respectively. Besides the United States and China, BlackRock owns portions of every major company in every major sector holding shares in. Amazon, Apple, Twitter, Walmart, CVS Health, United Health Group, Berkshire, Hathaway, BP, Goldman Sachs, Microsoft, Facebook, Alphabet, Tesla, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, Northrop, Grun- Gun- Grunman, Allstate, HP, eBay, Ford, Blackstone, NVIDIA, JP Morgan Chase, Visa, PayPal, Home Depot, Disney, Intel, Comcast, Verizon, AT&T, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Merck, Netflix, Chevron, Costco, McDonald's, and thousands more. BlackRock has just made a $1 billion investment with Chinese Communist Party. BlackRock is partnered with the World Economic Forum, a consortium of world leaders bent on eliminating free market capitalism, consolidating world power under their control, and creating a future in which you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. BlackRock's chief executive, Larry Fink, joined the WEF Board of Trustees on, in 2019. Representative Crenshaw's public campaign finance records reveal his main financiers include... Huntsman Corporation and Chenier Energy, both owned by BlackRock. Crenshaw is also backed financially by Enterprise Products Partners. Valero Energy, Chevron Corporation, and Exxon Mobil Corporation, all owned by BlackRock. And there's that creepy video about you own nothing, but you get happy. Reason three, Dan Crenshaw's backs climate change ideology. So did Tulsi Gabbard, Remember? She backs climate, uh, you know, change ideology. And I was like, well, maybe this is just a flip-flop issue. Like, you know, she's going to say, hey, we can't have regime change. Hey, we can't have abortions, finally. So she's going to say, well, we'll have climate change. That way she could seem middle of the fence, on the fence, middle of the aisle. But no, this is a a World Economic Forum thing. So if you come out of the World Economic Forum you will uh, be whatever political party you are, but there are certain tenets that you will abide by, and one is climate change. You cannot renege on that. The Houston Chronicle reported how Crenshaw insists that conservatives can't ignore climate change. (laughs) Crenshaw believes there is some effect on the climate from man-made emissions, and we can admit that, and it implores we must err on the side of caution. Note that climate change ideologies promoted by BlackRock's restart and WEF's Great Reset globalist strategies. Dan Crenshaw was on the World Economic Forum's Young Global Leaders for the class of 2019. Forbes referred to the World Economic Forum's Great Reset agenda as another example of wealthy, powerful elites solving their consciences with faux efforts to help the masses and in the process make themselves even wealthier and more powerful. World Economic, For- founder, World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab argues that governments like the U.S. government are no longer the overwhelmingly dominant actors on the world stage and that the time has come for a new stakeholder paradigm of international governance. 
The World Economic Forum's vision includes a public-private UN in which certain specialized agencies would operate under joint state and non-state governance systems. In 2019, Crenshaw was a member of the World Economic Forum's 127 Young Global Leaders, along with Democrat Mayor Pete Buttigieg. And there you see is Peter Buttigieg. There is Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw's pro-war. Pro-war Republicans are referred to as neocons, proponents of neoconservatism. Crenshaw is a neocon. Crenshaw recently posted a YouTube uh, podcast titled The No More Endless Wars Crowd Got Exactly What They Asked For, in which he criticized Americans who want to bring the troops home, even though after 20 years of occupying Afghanistan, terrorist organizations are stronger than they were before the U.S. invaded the country. Okay, we're not going to listen to that, but uh, it is there. 42 minutes of Crapshaw. Dan Crapshaw. Okay, and of course he fights with Trump. I guess we won't go through all these. Dan Crenshaw is in bed with the military-industrial complex. I mean, come on. Uh, Financed by entities in the defense sector while he advocates for war. Lockheed Martin, Boeing, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon are owned by BlackRock. BlackRock owns Crenshaw. Okay, Dan Crenshaw is anti-Trump. We all know this. Dan Crenshaw does not believe the 2020 presidential election was fraudulent and defends Biden's win. Yup. There's that incident, guys. You guys remember that, of course. Okay, guys. So uh, there you go. Dan Crenshaw. Hopefully that video was working. I hope you guys got sound. So there's a little bit there. There, That is just us. We are just unloading on Dan Crenshaw tonight. Okay. We are totally unloading on him. Here's a little bit of information about him and the World Economic Forum. This is from Oppressed News. Representatives Dan Crenshaw and Tulsi Gabbard were deep state plants. April 2020-21. Let's see what it says here. Not too long ago, this image popped up in my newsfeed, a collage of figures who apparently had joined an organization created by Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, otherwise known as the New Age Illuminati. While I and anyone over here at OP News is well aware of the economic World Economic Forum and their elitist grab for power, from the people across the planet, I was actually quite blown away by two members in this image. There's that image. You get your Alexander Soros, you get your Mark Zuckerberg, you get your Tulsi Gabbard, you get your David Rothschild, you get your Dan Crenshaw, you get your Megan Rapinoe. Okay. First, Tulsi Gabbard, an American politician an United States Army Reserve officer who served as the U.S. representative for Hawaii's 2nd Congressional District from 2013 to 2021, and recent Democrat candidate for the 2020 presidential election, second, Daniel Reed Crenshaw, an American politician and former United States Navy SEAL officer, serving as the Republican United States representative for Texas's 2nd Congressional District 
since 2019. The district includes parts of northern and western Houston. So here you go again. Young global leaders shaping the future. Figures that Easter egg head Rapineau would be there. Actually, it doesn't figure. I was surprised she was on the list. Two candidates promoted for their conservative views and being despised by the Democrat leftist movement. Of course, if you are a political junkie like myself, you are all also most likely well aware that these two candidates are far from conservative. Wolves in sheep's clothing, the saying goes, Dan Crenshaw has made several questionable statements regarding gun control, red flag laws, and no-knock warrants. These laws are built to strip the American people of their Second Amendment rights and the right to defend themselves from tyrannical government. A government Dan seems to like and want, according to his Twitter statements and videos. They got a couple of articles here from Dan Crenshaw. Um, so, yeah. Going on. Going, digging into Dan more. Digging into Crenshaw. Because the man deserves it. Okay? Okay? We deserve to go in on this man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So. All right. I got a treat for you guys now. Now knowing everything that you know about Dan Crenshaw and how fake he is. And and how much of a, a shill he is. Let's check this video out, guys. Okay. Now, in this video, we have Dan Crenshaw doing a an interview. And the guy is like, okay, we can't beat around the bush anymore. Let's talk about the World Economic Forum. Look how fake Dan Crenshaw answers these questions. Like, this is bad, guys. Like, he cannot even fake his questions effectively. How is this man? It's insane, guys. Okay, here it is. Dan Crenshaw and some uh, some man having a conversation at a mansion. Go figure. You sort of danced around the topic of the World Economic Forum, um, uh, the Great Reset. We talked about mm. a little about the COVID conspiracy to shut everything down. The, we got the border issue at hand yeah. uh where do you see the the great reset right now and where's it where's it going over the next four four to well, six years i don't know if i danced around it i just don't know anything about it there, there were a it, lot of subjects that touched the great reset or at least the philosophy of the great reset yeah i, I just don't know much about it okay like, and i don't, I don't right care now and where's, it, where's I, it going you know, over the next four i i think we're obsessing over it on the right a little bit okay guys this guy comes out of the World Economic Forum. I just don't know a lot about it. I, I just don't know a lot about it. I just don't know a lot about it. We seem to be obsessing over it on the right side, uh, the Great Reset. I just, I don't know a lot about it. Can you say a crock, ladies and gentlemen? That is a load of crapshaw, okay? That is a load of crapshaw. All right. I won't interrupt anymore, but look how fake he is. Knowing that he comes from the World Economic Forum, look how fake his answers are. They are so bad. He's such a bad actor. He does a terrible job. 
bit. And look, I, I have been to the website and I saw, okay, this, okay, this is why people are saying that because I did look into that. Okay. okay, they say something about a great reset. I don't look into it any more than that. Look, it's, it's a bunch of people. It, it's, it's an organization that has no real power. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, look, there's always going to be people that, that maybe, I, I think what they mean by great reset is the same thing the Democrats are always saying about, about you know what kind of infrastructure they want to invest in, redistribution of wealth, that kind of thing, more open immigration. I mean, it, it's it's what you think it is, I believe. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think when you call it the Great Reset, it sort of it sort of it, it sort of indicates that there's like a secret, you know, power cabal yeah. under it all. Yeah. And it's not so secret. It's just the Democrat Party. So, like, again, I, I just want us to like take a step back. Like, it's not it's not a conspiracy. It's a, it is a political platform. Sure. But just like just you know, we we sound a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty bad, guys. So he's equating uh, the World Economic Forum Great Reset with Democrats, which is true to a point. Progressives, Democrats, eh. I see everyone's blood pressure went up just a little bit in the chat room. What an outright liar, says Tam Growl. Effing liar, says Yabapai Michael. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, he says right here, we sound a little bit crazy. Okay, we sound a little bit crazy. When the World Economic Forum, where he comes from, is the one that's pushing this great reset that he doesn't know a lot about of, but he was nominated uh, best student, you know, uh, uh, best, best, uh, best apple bottom jeans for one Klaus Schwab Dan Crenshaw had. One of 127 apple bottom jeans for Klaus Schwab, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Aurelius Locke, this piece of filth represents Texas. You see why they don't want to do a real forensic audit here? Because if we do a real thorough and full forensic audit in Texas, we will not have pieces of trash like this representing Texans anymore. That's why Abbott and all of them are trying to prevent that from happening. But so fake, right, ladies and gentlemen? So fake. Fake that Dan Crenshaw. All right, we're done with him for today. Dan Crenshaw. See yourself out of my office, Mr. Crenshaw. Let's talk about Juicy Smoulier, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time. Now, Juicy Smoulier's uh, trial will not preoccupy us for the majority of the night. He's already dropped the bomb, ladies and gentlemen, about, uh, you know, his uh, drug-fueled nights of hot masturbation and pornogra pornographic wall bathhouses. So we're, we're, we're past that initial shock. Uh, the post-stress traumatic disorder has slowly weaned off yesterday. Quite, quite traumatic. Ambimbola Osundero... And Juicy Smoulier having hot rendezvous and trysts at the local bathhouse, wherever the local bathhouse is for them, 
And Don Lemon gets into the mix. Could this story get any more convoluted? Could this trial be any more of a distraction from Ghislaine Maxwell's trial? Do we have to push Ghislaine Maxwell's trial this far back just to get through Juicy Smoulier's questionable moral compass? It's okay, Juicy. I don't judge you on your uh, sexual uh, conquests there. But uh, faking a hate hoax, uh, thinking you could get away with it, but only one dress rehearsal. I mean, come on, Jussie. You should have had at least five. (laughs) Oh, Juicy Smoulier. Let's talk about his trial real quick so we can get it it, uh, under wraps. Basically, guys, it's over. The jury is out, uh, is adjourned. The jury is adjourned. The jury is out making their decision. Let's see what they talked about most recently. Report from Breitbart. Juicy Smoulier, seen partying with one of his attackers, probably Ambimbola, 10 days before this heinous attack. Former Empire actor Juicy Smoulier was seen partying with Abel Osendero. That's got to be Abimbola, one of the two Nigerian brothers who say he paid them to stage a racist homophobic attack on him by supposed Trump supporters in Chicago just 10 days afterwards. Pictured here, Juicy Smoulier with one of the Nigerian brothers partying days before the hoax attack. Readers and viewers will keep in mind that these photos are not taken at the bathhouse that Abby Mola and Juicy Smuliet have been heard to uh, uh, smoke chemicals and masturbate for hours while sometimes making out and watching the porn on the wall. I do not want to push this video. This could be a video of one of the bathhouse videos. We don't want to go. We don't want to go there. Juicy Smoulier is just trying to uh, be as scandalous as possible. He doesn't want to waste a good scandal that Juicy Smoulier. But we're going to look at the two guys who uh, do drugs in the bathhouse and play with their wee-wees. There we go. So there's that. Uh, Again, the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell sketch artist has a great, great edge over most sketch artists. Okay, so that is that. Scene picturing. uh, This is what the Daily Mail. Juicy Smoulier clubbing with Nigerian brother accused of beating him up 10 days later. Maybe it was a lover's spat. It could have been a lover's coil, right? A quarrel. He's like, I saw the way you looked at that guy in the bathhouse the other day. Empire actor told trial the pair made out in bathhouses and shared cocaine and marijuana. Cocaine is a nice way of saying methamphetamine. <laughs> Abel Osundero, otherwise known as Abimbola. Unless we're in that brand new of a timeline, it is Abimbola. Don't tell me it's uh, Abel now. This entire time it's been Abel? Are you kidding me? I've done five days worth of reporting on Juicy Smoulier. The name is Damn Ambimbola, okay? Ambimbola, Osundero, and Juicy Smoulier are shown in photos taken in July and September and in January. The pair frequented nightclubs together and are shown in one video dancing on the camera inside a club. Okay, so that's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. That is where we are.
let's skip ahead to the next story. Oh, this is from Newsweek. CNN faces calls to fire Don Lemon over Juicy Smoulier's court testimony. Juicy went for everything, guys. He's like, well, if I'm going to go down on this, I'm not going to be only dumb-looking fag. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to be the only stupid-looking gay boy. Now he goes after Don Lemon. F- fine with me, Juicy. Take down all your party boy hoes. Take them all with you. Be like, if I go down for doing drugs in the bathhouse, Don Lemon, you're going down for doing drugs in the bathhouse. And you, we will bring along Anderson Cooper as well. Don Lemon is facing scrutiny after Juicy Smoulier testified that the CNN anchor sent him a text message to warn him that police did not believe his allegations about having been the victim of a racist and homophobic attack. Former Empire star Juicy Smoulier is currently standing trial and accusations he orchestrated his own attack on the streets of Chicago back in 2019, during which he alleged that two men poured bleach on him and tied a noose around his neck. In a Chicago courtroom on Monday, the actor testified that Don Lemon contacted him to relay the message that the Chicago Police Department did not believe his account of what had happened. You see, what had happened was on the night in question. While Lemon has yet to address that particular part of Smoulier's testimony on the air, the development has sparked outrage among a number of conservative commentators who have called on CNN to dismiss this newsman over the allegations. Alt-right activist Jack... Ugh, we don't need to read, read. We don't need to read about him. Anyways, so uh, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so there you go, Juicy Smoulier getting the tip off by Don Lemon. Oh, isn't it funny how all these people travel in the same circles? Do they all go to the same pizza parties? I wonder what. Goodness. I wonder, wonder, wonder. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the final word on Juicy Smoulier for this week. The jury begins deliberations in trial of actor Juicy Smoulier. This is from, uh, looks like uh, US News, uh, probably the AP Associated Press. Yeah. Uh, It says here, a jury began deliberations Wednesday in the trial of former Empire actor Juicy Smoulier on charges he staged an anti-gay racist attack on himself nearly three years ago. The deliberations began after a roughly one-week trial in which two brothers testified that Smoulier recruited them to fake the attack near his home in downtown Chicago they said Smoulier orchestrated the hoax, telling them to pour a, uh, put a noose around his neck and rough him up in view of a surveillance camera. And that, he said, he wanted video of the hoax made public via social media. Smoulier testified that he was a victim of a real hate crime, etc. We have uh, Special cross- Prosecutor Dan Webb told the jury earlier Wednesday that the evidence against Smoulier is overwhelming. And that what he did in January 2019 caused Chicago police to spend enormous amounts of time and resources investigating an alleged crime that turned out to be fake. Smoulier, who is black and gay, 
told the police someone put a noose around his neck and yelled racist and homophobic slurs. So the jury is out. The jury in Smoulier's trial is expected to begin deliberating later Wednesday whether Smoulier is guilty on six counts of a low-level felony for making what prosecutors say was a false police report about the alleged attack. He faces one count of felony disorder conduct for each time he gave a report to three different officers. Okay. There you have it. That is a wrap on Smoulier. For those of you who were wondering what was going on with this buffoon. This buffoon. Let's talk about another buffoon. This one here, guys, is uh, the PlayStation pedophile CEO. For those of you uh, been trying to get to this story. George Cassiopo, or is it Cacioppo? Cassiopo. George Cassiopo, a, a CEO for PlayStation, ladies and gentlemen, busted in a pedophile ring operation, okay, in which he was supposed to meet a 15-year-old boy. This, uh, I think he's like the number two in charge at PlayStation. Caught on camera later fired from a uh, PlayStation George Cassiopo uh, let, let's check out the video it's short painful as it is to watch for pedophiles who are you out here to meet tonight Jeff Jeff we can have a conversation or I can call the cops Jeff Jeff I can I can call the cops or we can have a conversation. No. You want it? Jeff. You want to have a conversation? Jeff. I got your face on video, scumbag. You want me to call the cops? All right. I'll call the cops. You invited over a 15-year-old kid tonight to have sex. Okay, and for the podcast, I am going to read. This is from New York Post. It says, A top Sony executive has been fired after he was allegedly caught in an amateur pedophilia sting operation posted on YouTube. accuse him of trying to meet up with a 15-year-old boy for sex before he closes the door in their face. Sony said in a statement, we are aware of the situation and the employee in question has been terminated from employment. Katsiopo has not been criminally charged. The C report is... 100% listener supported. If you enjoy the broadcasting that we bring to you with the C Report and other shows on this podcasting platform, we ask that listeners lend their support. Become a monthly donor when you go to anchor.fm slash the C Report slash support or click on the support button over there at the anchor.fm slash the C Report website. 
where you can help sustain future episodes of The Sea Report and other broadcasting on this podcast station. Every bit helps, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, I thank you for your support. The shocking video, which has more than 112,000 views, shows PlayStation Senior VP George Cassiopo being confronted by people versus Preds. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, the case of the PlayStation CEO pedophile coming into view here. This was brand new. Uh, We'll look at the New York Post website uh, story on this. Again, Sony fires PlayStation executive allegedly caught in pedophilia sting. Okay, it says here, uh, the top Sony executive has been fired after he was allegedly caught in an amateur pedophilia sting operation posted on YouTube. George, uh, George Cassiopo, the senior vice president from the team behind PlayStation, allegedly tried to arrange a meeting with a 15-year-old boy according to a video posted by the YouTube channel People vs. Preds. Cassiopo has been at PlayStation for more than eight years, according to his LinkedIn profile, and he most recently served as Senior Vice President of Engineering. We are aware of the situation and the employee in question has been terminated from employment. Cassiopo didn't return the post's request for comment. He has not been criminally charged. So George PSN, Senior VP Engineer. So that's the show, uh, People versus Preds. Okay, that, sh- that, that clip is two minutes long, but we're not going to watch it. In the video, the cameraman walks down the street toward a house that Cassiopo, wearing a black PlayStation 5 t-shirt, is standing in front of. The cameraman referred to Cassiopo as Jeff, asks him who he's planning on meeting, we can have a conversation or I can call the cops, the cameraman says to Cassiopo as he turns around and begins to walk back in the house. Cassiopo closes the door to the house and the cameraman then begins shouting threats that he'll call the police. The video racked up more than 100,000 views since it was streamed live on Friday. The post could not access the alleged chat logs between Cassiopo and People for Spreads, but CNET reported that Cassiopo contacted the decoy miner on Grinder, a dating app for gay, bi, and queer people. I mean, it says trans, but uh, everyone knows Grinder's not really for that. And I will just leave that there, ladies and gentlemen. But there you have it. it looks like we're going to have another CEO falling, uh, falling off the ladder. And uh, we're going to have another trial on the horizon for a uh, predator. Speaking of predators, ladies and gentlemen, Ghislaine Maxwell, the trial continues. Time to talk a little Ghislaine before we wrap up the night tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for hanging out with us over here at the Sea Report on this Wednesday evening. Now, don't forget... Uh, If you would like to catch the podcast version of The Sea Report, head on over to anchor.fm slash The Sea Report, where you can subscribe for free and support the channel with a small monthly donation if if you are able to. 
and uh, sustain future episodes of uh, our shows, The Sea Report, and more over at anchor.fm. Check out thecereport.com. We'll be doing some more stuff over there. We always do. But now let's get on to uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, ladies and gentlemen. That uh, photo, we the, the graphic we have on the screen is a sketch from one of the uh, trial proceeding sketch photos. Ma- Ghislaine Maxwell would probably much prefer this image where she's looking all uh, taut and powerful and dominatrixy. Oh, I'm sure she wasn't a mistress, right? I'm sure. Let's see what the papers had to say about some of the court proceedings today with Ghislaine Maxwell, ladies and gentlemen. Ghislaine Maxwell accusers ex-boyfriend testifies he drove girls to Epstein home. This was uh, published today from Reuters. Says a man testified at Ghislaine Maxwell's criminal sex abuse trial on Wednesday that he drove teen girls to the Florida mansion of the late financier Jeffrey Epstein and saw them leave with $100 bills. The man who identified himself as Sean testified that he had begun dating a woman named Carolyn in Florida when he was 17 and she was 14. Carolyn, now in her mid-30s, testified on Tuesday that she had sexual encounters with Epstein at his Palm Beach, Florida home, beginning when she was 14 in 2002. The British socialite, 59, has pleaded not guilty. And uh, it says here, Other charges for her alleged role in recruiting and grooming four girls, including Carolyn, for Epstein to abuse 94 to 2004. Maxwell's lawyers have said that her accusers' memories have been corrupted over the years and that Maxwell is being scapegoated for Epstein's alleged conduct. The globe trotter, investor died, etc., etc., suicide, murdered, killing. Carolyn's case underlies Maxwell's sex trafficking charge because she was allegedly paid for interactions with Epstein and allegedly received gifts from Maxwell that were sent from a New York address to Carolyn's home in Florida. Carolyn said the encounters with Epstein began as massages before escalating. Sean, now 38, recalled traveling to Epstein's house with Carolyn for the first time with a girl named Virginia Roberts and Robert's boyfriend after Roberts told Carolyn the pair could make money by giving a guy a massage. She was excited to make money, Sean said, who has not been accused of wrongdoing in the case. He added that he and Robert's boyfriend saw Roberts and Carolyn go into Epstein's home, waited for them for more than an hour and saw them leave the home with $100 bills. Roberts, now known as Virginia Jufri, is one of Epstein's and Maxwell's most prominent accusers, though she is not expected to testify in Maxwell's criminal case. Sean's account of that first trip largely matched up with Carolyn's version. After that first trip, Sean said he drove Carolyn to Epstein's home every two weeks and that Carolyn would leave with $100 bills. They would use the cash to buy drugs, Sean said, echoing his former girlfriend's statement on the stand on Tuesday. When a prosecutor asked him why Carolyn did not drive herself, Sean replied she was too young. Too young to drive, not too young to get raped by Jeffrey Epstein or groomed, for that matter, by Ghislaine Maxwell. Sean also recalled that Carolyn once received a package of lingerie from a New York address around the time she was meeting with Epstein. 
He said he also drove two other girls he was dating at the time, Amanda and Melissa, to Epstein's home. Sean said he never met Maxwell. He recalled Carolyn telling him about a woman named Maxwell whose first name she could not pronounce. He said he sometimes received calls from Epstein employees seeking to schedule a massage appointment for Epstein with Carolyn, including from someone with an English accent who did not give their name. Besides, Carolyn, jurors have also heard from women known as Jane and Kate, who said they were abused by Epstein as teens. Prosecutors are expected as soon as Wednesday afternoon to call the fourth woman identified in Maxwell's indictment to begin testifying. Interesting rundown, ladies and gentlemen, of some of the proceedings. There's a... I guess Ghislaine getting all nice and comfy. She's uh, leaning over that. Uh, Ghislaine looks like she's leaning, ladies and gentlemen. She is definitely leaning. There's Ghislaine again. What are we looking at now? I can't quite tell. Yeah. All right. What else do you got for us, Ghislaine? Ghislaine Maxwell, nude and pregnant, accuser says she once saw a photo. Okay. Well, we have the British socialite on trial in New York City for abusing young women. All right. We got uh, a Ghislaine Maxwell accuser. Let's go ahead and see what this says here. A Ghislaine Maxwell accuser claims she once saw a photo of the British socialite nude and pregnant at Jeffrey Epstein's home. It was revealed Tuesday in New York City Federal Court. A victim identified only as Carolyn testified that she was 14 when Maxwell 59 um, and the late financier began sexually abusing her at his Palm Beach, Florida mansion. One cross-examination, on cross-examination, one of Maxwell's defense lawyers asked the mysterious about the mysterious photo. One of your memories about Miss Maxwell is your claim that you saw a photograph of her in Epstein's house pregnant, correct? Asked Jeffrey Pagliuca. Nude and pregnant laying on the eyewitness began to reply when Pagliuca interjected and pregnant. Yes, they were multiple pictures, nude photos, the witness said. Maxwell's not known to have had any children. Pagliuca handed a photo to Carolyn, which she admitted as a defense exhibit, but not shown to the in, to the jury. That is not the photo. The witness said the purpose of the line of her questioning wasn't immediately clear. Carolyn, are you trying to get money out of testifying here today? Grilled Pagliuca. No, she replied as tears streamed down her cheeks. Money will never, will not ever fix what that woman has done to me. The defense is cross-examination focused on alleged discrepancies between Carolyn's court testimony and claims she made in civil proceedings against Epstein. Carolyn received a $446,000 settlement in 2009. She later received between $1 and $3 million from Epstein's victim compensation fund paid out by his estate. On direct examination, Carolyn said that Epstein had sexually abused her more than 100 times while Maxwell had allegedly groped her breasts and buttocks. The perverted globetrotting millionaire had paid the underage teen thousands of dollars. The abuse stopped when she turned 18. That's when I realized I was too old, Carolyn told the jurors. Epstein, a convicted pedophile, yada, 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 hanged himself, etc. All right. Another P. 
piece of information, a little harder to listen to that story, a little harder to digest about this accuser and uh, what they say is going on here. I think this, uh, I think this uh, story is just another receipt that corroborates one of the stories we just read from The Guardian. Ghislaine Maxwell trial, third accuser's ex-boyfriend corroborates her account. So we saw that. Sean, the guy saying he paid them money and he dropped off the girls and all that stuff. So we don't need to go through that one. We got this story down to cash payments to teen girls described at Maxwell trial. So we got the cash payments down also. So that's uh, basically what we got coming out today. From the Ghislaine, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Now in a related and yet unrelated story... When we're talking about distractions from the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, ladies and gentlemen, talk about a distraction. We had the uh, Fox News Christmas tree go up in flames. Basically, he went up. It went up in flames. And in an unrelated related story, the very man who set that tree on fire, the Fox News Christmas tree arsonist gets arrested outside of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. How is this possible unless these people are not hired to be some sort of diversion, right? Go set the Christmas tree on fire at Fox News. We need to get people off of the Ghislaine Maxwell topic. Go now and expose yourself in front of everyone at the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. What? A story arc that is, ladies and gentlemen, fire starter, Fox News Christmas tree arsonist Craig Tamanaha exposed himself outside Ghislaine Maxwell trial as pics reveal arrest. We need some distractions, ladies and gentlemen. Someone pay that Christmas tree arsonist some money to go show everyone his long duck dong over at... The Ghislaine Maxwell trial. <laughs> it says, uh, Craig Tamanaha, uh, Tamanaha, the man police suspect of setting fire to the Christmas tree at the Fox News building was detained in November after exposing himself outside of the courthouse where Ghislaine Maxwell's trial was taking place. Tamanaha was arrested early Wednesday for allegedly setting fire to the Christmas tree at News Corps building in Midtown Manhattan. But back in November, Tamanaha was detained for exposing himself in front of the United States courthouse in downtown Manhattan right as Maxwell's trial was going on inside. Can you say we need a distraction? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we need a distraction. And so get this man on the first day of uh, Ghislaine Tr Maxwell's trial to expose himself. Tamanaha, 49, is homeless with a last known address in Brooklyn. A lighter was found in his possession on Wednesday. Police said Tamanaha climbed up the tree, lit papers that he brought with him on fire, and shoved them into the tree. Malicious arson attack, etc. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen. He's probably one of those homeless guys that the police take care of. They're like... Just do the stunts we need you to do when we need you to do them. And, you know, you'll, you'll get a good meal and you'll get a, a working toilet. 
Mr. Tamanaha. Yeah, Tam Growl, exactly like the guy pacing with the gun in front of the United Nations building. Can we get some more? This is what it looks like when uh, the media has to make news in order to cover the Ghislaine Maxwell story that they don't want to cover. They have to make news. They have to set trees on fire. They have to have uh, suicidal grandpas in front of the United Nations building. And do you ever see anything like that with a man and a gun in a UN building? And there's not like 30,000 blue helmets surrounding him and like guards. And no, what we have is the New York Police Department sending out a newsletter showing, uh, you know, Uncle Tom. Oh, that's that's probably terrible. Uncle Phil. You know, crazy old Uncle Phil's finally lost it and he's going to shoot himself uh, Kurt Cobain style. That's what we're facing with the United Nations. And no other response other than a photo from New York uh, Police Department news agency. How irresponsible and how, how, how loathsomely obvious that these guys are making news because they need to cover... The Ghislaine Maxwell story by not covering it. All right, guys, I got one last story for you all tonight. I hope you guys have had a great time. Uh, This story comes from the Epoch Times. And this story is a story about science. I believe in science. As El Skeleto once said. Let's see what this has to say. Super bright green comet, Leonard, the most dazzling of the 2021, ramps up for a pre-Christmas climax. Ooh, this sounds fun. Let's see what the article has to say. It says, uh, we started as a tiny smudge of light near Jupiter in early 2021, became the brightest comet of the year as we near January once again, and now is precisely prime time for viewing this celestial visitor from afar as it makes its pre-Christmas Earth appearance along its parade route to the sun. This ball of, of frozen gas and dust with its white oblong core emits a marvelish greenish glow and a signature comet tail. As it, increasingly warmed by, it, as it is cr- increasingly warmed by the sun's light, The amorphous fuzzy object sheds its vapor across the solar system like lingering fireworks for a few more days, particularly in this second week of December. The comet's brightness will ramp up noticeably and may be seen using binoculars, a telescope, or maybe even with the naked eye in the pre-dawn sky. During this period at around 5.30 a.m., according to Space.com, the comet cumbersomely dubbed C-2021A1 Leonard, or simply Comet Leonard, will appear near the horizon in the vicinity of the star Arcturus. There is a photo of that Comet Leonard. Beautiful. Beautiful. C-2021A1 Leonard garnered its unwildly name from University of Arizona astronomer Greg J. Leonard who on January 3rd, 2021, first spotted the dim object. It was barely visible, heading inbound toward the sun at a breakneck speed of 158,084 miles per hour and a mind-blowing 43.91 miles per second, according to Earth Sky. 
That's fast, but such speeds are minuscule amid the vast celestial backdrop of space, planets, and stars, where distances are measured in millions of miles or light years. Another photo. Beautiful. Beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful indeed. It's beautiful like me. Amazing, ladies and gentlemen. And that is another one in the books, guys. Thank you so much for being part of the audience tonight, guys. For being with us here live. It means a lot, guys. When you're here in body and in spirit, we definitely appreciate that. Of course, catch those replays. Uh, you know, Pilled, Foxhole, Clout Hub. Those are going to be your best places for the replays. Clout Hub's doing amazing on views. Uh, so thank you to all the Clout Hub viewers. I know we don't get you guys live all the time, but you guys definitely go back and watch the shows, at least by the counts I'm getting from Clout Hub. So uh, thank you for that. Also, uh, you know, share and spread this broadcast. I need to do some more highlights and clips, guys. I think perhaps the last five-ish or so episodes uh, have been pretty clip-worthy, but I, I got to go in there and do it. And then that way, you know, we have more digestible chunks of the C report. For those of you who are interested in indeed in sharing that information, getting it out there, if you value what we do, share, 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 and share alike. And uh, we also don't mind whenever, uh, you know, you pay a little visit to our PayPal or our Cash App account to our Gold Pill donations. Thank you for the Gold Pill donations, by the way, over there at the Foxhole app and at Pill.net. Been a great time hanging out with you guys. Already released the scratching. We're done for tonight. Wednesday night, sandwich day, December 8th, 2021. We will see you guys again manana, that is tomorrow, here at the Sea Report, Mr. C TV, the Mr. C channels. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, as always, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. We will see you tomorrow.